welcome to the 2B Docs podcast, also known as the TBD podcast. My name is Sam. My name is Joseph. And let's get started. Okay, so um, this is going to be our first podcast episode. And um, first off, I think we're just going to talk about the name of our podcast and give us a little introduction of who we are and what we're trying to do. And we'll move on to our main topic of discussing the differences and similarities between DOs and uh, MD schools. So first of all, um, like Sam said, we're the 2B Docs podcast. So what that means is we're uh, both medical students at uh, osteopathic school. And um, at the same time, it's called TBD because um, we're going to talk about other things. It's going to be determined. Yeah, like Joseph said, it'll be to be determined, which is kind of a play on words. Um, so we st- wanted to start this podcast. Co- we wanted to start this podcast because we found out that like there's a lot of like there's like a lack of do perspective in like public mainstream media, basically, where a lot of um, medical knowledge and like medical advice coming out are from MDs. And granted, it is because like there are a lot more of them but we wanted to kind of have a DO perspective as well as like a student perspective of different topics that we like are both interested in and as well as like having an area to just kind of like spitball ideas and talk to each other basically about how we feel about different aspects of um, our school as well as just kind of like like general problems and interests we have um, like in our outside life other than medical school. Yeah, so um, we kind of wanted to start this project because we, um, like Sam said, we have a perspective about being a medical student, but also being a DO student. And we have other interests in like new tech that comes out. Um, We want to learn how to record and like learn about this process of podcasting. So for this podcast today, we wanted to discuss the differences and similarities between uh, DO and MD schools, because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there, and there's not a lot of um, perspective just talking in a down-to-earth way about um, what is it like being a DO student, and is it really that different? Yeah, and it's a lot. We wanted to like start this off with this episode because we want to give like actual like kind of like boots on the ground i guess you could say like real life perspective of what we're doing every day what we go through a lot of the frustrations and obstacles we face and also kind of like the good parts about it and like how it's really preparing us really well to become good physicians in the future um so like joseph do you want to give the definition of like what is a do (laughs) that like we're gonna learn that everyone learns as soon as you step in the, a DO school. Yeah, so um, like the textbook definition, this is off like um, the website for osteopathic medicine by um, the aacom.org website. So what it says is doctors of osteopathic medicine or DOs are fully licensed physicians who practice with their unique whole person approach in every medical specialty. DOs look beyond your symptoms to understand how lifestyle and environmental factors impact your well-being and complete extensive postgraduate and clinical training before becoming fully licensed physician. So um, like based on this definition, basically um, DOs are physicians. Like if you want something <laughs> very simple, um, we're, we're doctors. 
but going we go through a different um schooling and get a different uh, letters at the end of our name but we go through very similar and basically almost the same process as mds yeah it's like from that definition it literally just means yeah we're physicians we're doctors um so i guess a lot like that brings about the question of like why are there two different schools like why is there an md and like why is there a do like what happened yeah that's a good question that um a lot of people have and i didn't even really know about until later on but uh, do's are were started actually originally during the 1800s um by a md physician called uh andrew taylor still and um he was an MD, and I think his father was an MD at the time, and he wanted to start his own school um, to train new physicians using a different philosophy of medicine, but still using all the same, you know, science and the scientific method and background to treat patients. But he just wanted to have a more holistic view of care, and holistic can be like a really big buzzword nowadays, especially in medicine. So, uh, Sam, what what do you think? Do you think um, DOs are more holistic than mds or what do you think about that um nowadays i feel like the gap is definitely becoming a lot smaller um maybe a few i don't know a few years ago 10 20 years ago mds and do's had a bigger gap where do's were kind of focused on omm and trying to use more manipulation more and mds were kind of prescribing more medications based on symptoms and trying to treat symptoms instead of looking at like lifestyle and like how a lot of preventative medicine can help and benefit the patient. Um, but now it's a lot of, a lot more closely interrelated because I've worked with a lot of MDs. I've worked with um, a few DOs and at the end of the day, when you're a practicing physician, you aren't really thinking like, Oh, I'm a DO. I have to approach this patient this particular way or i'm an md i have to approach the patient by only focusing on symptoms and like how to treat whatever they're going through versus uh, a do where it's like oh i have to take into account like their entire life story because there's doctors on both sides where they don't like fully uh follow the philosophy of one or the other like so it's not like a cut like black and white it's definitely very gray of the differences of do's and md's in actual practice because like we're physicians and all we're trying to do is help a patient get better like we're we're there for people to come to us when they need help and then that's all we need like that's all that we're trying to do um so it's it's kind of it's a very complicated and nuanced subject of md's and do's that in the long term like end user i guess it doesn't really affect the end user um, in in the way that a lot of people may think, um, especially how like a lot of media is portraying us right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that a lot in terms of like technically we're not any different in terms of credentials and how you decide in the future to practice is really up to you and i think a lot of that has uh, influence based on like what kind of residency you go to and what kind of attendings train you because i feel like um 
that's going to make a lot bigger difference in the long run. Because when you're in medical school, most of it is like book studying. So it doesn't really fully impact you until you start getting out there to practice. And um, what's going to determine how you practice is really like the kind of people you're around. And I think to say that one is holistic and the other one isn't, isn't very accurate. But I think at the same time, um, DO schools, they just highly emphasize looking at different social factors and lifestyle factors and considering how those impact the patient. So it's not that we're more, it's just like at the beginning of our school, that's just the main part of our philosophy. So it's, but it's up to the person to like use that and figure out how to treat a patient. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you mentioned the difference is mostly in training and residency, but before you even get there, like, like, do you want to talk about a little bit of like our curriculum right now that we're going through? Um, and I guess we can mention a little bit about an MD perspective, but because we both don't go to MD schools, we don't have like an actual real perspective about it. Um, Mm -hmm. you, do you want to describe a little bit about our DO curriculum right now? Yeah. So pretty much our curriculum is the same as MDs, meaning we have two years of preclinical training, which is the classroom stuff, studying all your biochemistry, anatomy, physiology, pathology, etc. Like that is standard because especially when you're in the US, like all those things you have to study are the same at both schools because they need all physicians to know like this core material. But uh, so then you have two years of preclinical classroom stuff. And then your third and fourth year are the clinical rotations. So that's also a similar requirement between both schools. So uh, technically all those things are the same. But one difference is we have like an additional course, which is the osteopathic manipulative medicine. And that's what can be different between a DO and MD school. You can think of it as like another class we have to take our first and second year. Um, And it's, I don't know, Sam, do you want to talk about what OMT is? Yeah, so OMM, I guess it's based on like the philosophy of how you can manipulate your musculoskeletal system to be able to alleviate pains and symptoms you're having um, throughout your body. I think um, the way I try to think about it is it's like another option um, DO students and DO physicians have to treat patients. You know, like we are taught a lot of different disciplines in medical school. Like we're taught like uh, pediatrics and OB-GYN, but that doesn't mean everyone's going to be treating children. That doesn't mean everyone's going to be delivering babies, but it's something that you have to know, and it's an option for you to further pursue in the future to treat your patients. And um, OMAM is like a hands-on way to do that, which this class is not taught at MD schools because it's specific to um, the original physician that began our type of medical school. So I think moving on from that, other similarities you wanted to talk about is um, at our school, actually, it's in most schools, it's a mix of MDs and DOs. So we have a lot of faculty that are uh, MD physicians, never went to a DO school, but they um, teach us in our classes and are part of the administration. So you wouldn't uh, 
you know, it's not like we only have TOs at our school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like our education is very mixed. Um, we have a lot of PhDs. We have a lot of DOs. We have a lot of MDs. So a lot of times, yeah, like you're not going to only be getting one perspective because we have a lot of great MDs teaching us and it's like they're never focusing on like one philosophy like they're just there to teach us um the information that we need to know and so even though we go to a do school it's not like we're not getting taught anything from md um it's yeah. just a different focus on certain classes where we have kind of like that do philosophy ingrained into the class but yeah 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 um other things that are part of our curriculum or part of our faculty is that we've had DOs in different specialties, um, including but not only limited to primary care. Like we've had, we have um, teachers in radiology and pulmonology and dermatology. So um, there's DOs in every field. It's just that they may be a little less prevalent than MDs because there's not as many uh, DOs in general. And on top of that, um, many DOs were restricted to certain specialties in the past, but it's consistently growing every year. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a little hard now to be able to get like a lot of DO training, specific training, because, yeah, like you said, it's not, there aren't as many MDs or there aren't as many DOs out there as MDs. So, it's um it kind of forces like us as DOs to transition into like an MD thinking because of like the, the training that your most DOs are getting is from MD doctors, MD physicians in residencies. So that like also tells you like how mo- how little the gap is um after residency. Yeah. So like you said it just supports how similar we really are more than different and we're just another like route to becoming a physician giving you different technical letters but in terms of practice you can be pretty much identical and like you said uh, a lot of the residencies now are mainly md residencies and that's because the two residencies have actually uh, decided to merge um into one meaning in the past two years there used to be do residencies where they only accept do students and there used to be md residencies that occasionally accept a do student but now there is no such thing as that anymore there's only one type of residency um branch so you don't have this discrimination in terms of oh i'm only going to a do residency anymore uh, but at the same time i could say that a residency that hasn't taken as many DOs in the past may not be as receptive to taking more at this moment. Mm. So that is something that is something that like that's true. Yeah. Um yeah, for the merger, I guess we I don't know if you want to talk like get into it now or <laughs> have it in a future episode, but I think the merger is definitely beneficial for the kind of do um, community because it helps um it kind of helps like make the competition pool like bigger obviously like the do and it makes the do um 
like the DO residencies before, they have to meet a certain criteria like the MD residencies do. So then the DO residencies don't get as like discredited. Like, oh, you went to a DO residency, like you're not as good of a physician. But now all the residencies are all under the same accreditation, so they all have to meet the same standards. So there is no discrimination like in the future. Like, I don't know. You can kind of see like that discrimination where recently um, the controversy of figs came up. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think um, we're just, or you're, you're trying to bring up the point that uh, like in the public, because there's like a lack of understanding of the two, um, I guess, branches of medical school to make you a physician. Um, having companies such as FIGS uh, promote marketing that is very misleading um, really hurts the profession because a lot of people already have a negative view of uh, DO physicians. They think that they aren't as well-trained or they aren't physicians at all. And what happened in the advertisement was they had like a female um, healthcare provider or actor reading this uh, medicine for dummies book upside down with the DO badge. So consciously or subconsciously, you can read that as like, oh, like females or DOs are not competent, which is like adding to this negative perception. And they did apologize, but it was just something that they shouldn't have put out in the first place. I think that's just really telling about um, the current situation we're in and how people like still view DOs, even though technically we are equivalent to um, MD trained physicians. Yeah. And it's frustrating because like, I know, I personally know people that um, had DO or have DO physicians as like a primary care doctor, but they had no idea until I got into a DO school and I started telling them about, oh, like DOMD. And then they went to go look up their doctor and they realized, oh, my doctor's a DO. Like they, they had no idea the entire time. And they were just assuming that they're MD because that's just what like the public and like normal people know. So it's like really hard. It's like, it's really frustrating to be able to kind of accept like, okay, the public or most people think DOs are less. Whereas we're like, we're really not like we're the exact same thing. And it's like every time you go meet someone new or every time you get introduced somewhere, and they don't know it about DOs to go through this whole rant about <laughs> DOs and MDs. We are, this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. so I think, like we said, at the end of the day, we're both physicians. We just went through two different routes for medical school. And I think something that's pretty interesting is um, for medical school, this is kind of like the only field where you look at what school and what degree that that person has because like you don't do that for dentistry or you don't do that for nursing because dentistry also has two different letters they have dmd and dds mm -hmm. is that something you knew <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i knew that yeah yeah but i i don't know yeah. i personally don't know the differences between dds and um, dmd it's i think i don't know the exact history but i think it's like a very similar concept it was just like two schools where, that were kind of happening at the same time and they go in the modern day everything the credentials and the requirements are the same so yeah. you're trained to be a dentist it's just like at the end you have two different letters based on where you went yeah. but 
you don't go to a DMD or you don't look <laughs> for a DDS. It just like doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I think that logic should be similarly applied to physicians because we're like all the same, just went through a different path to get where we are. Yeah. And yeah, like that doesn't happen for nursing, doesn't happen for pharmacy. So I think it's a little silly. Silly is and, the correct word. I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, so I don't, I think we should kind of talk a little bit about some cons that do come with going mm. to a DO school in addition to like talking about how similar we are. Yeah. Um, so first off, I think one of the things that uh, we recently went through is like going to a DO school, you don't, uh, most DO schools are, don't have their own academic hospital associated mm-hmm. with their school. For example, UC Irvine has UC Irvine Medical System, and <laughs> yeah. they have like many hospitals and clinics associated directly with their school. But going to a DO school, they're usually smaller and they're private, so then they don't have their own hospital. So for our third and fourth year rotations, we have to go through this process of picking different tracks for our rotations. They all have um, the same rotations in there including internal medicine pediatrics and all that but it's just the location of where they are can be very different and um, the ordering can be different and that's something you don't really go through going to an md school like i said because they have their own hospital where they just can send you to that hospital for us we have to go to different different ones in the area and it can be complicated coordinating all that and trying to pick which rotation um, to choose yeah it's definitely um I'd say it's a lot more frustrating for people that know exactly what they want to do, who they want to work with. Um, and for those people that like are very like research oriented on how much they look into like their future and like what specific position they want to work with. Um, because yeah, a lot of times at academic hospitals, like at the bigger schools, UC schools, um, a lot of the doctors there are very used to having students around. They know how to work with students. They know how to teach and they know what they need to be teaching versus sometimes um, for a DO school when they're picking, like they kind of have to pick up um, new rotations and drop older rotations once in a while because um, either the accreditation doesn't work out or the physician just doesn't want to do it anymore. So they have to find new ones Um, with that kind of like, imbalance and all everything's always changing it's a little frustrating to find like always consistently good teachers and people that you want teaching your students for rotations so then it brings into account like oh like how good was this um rotation in the past and then that makes like most of the class want to go to this one rotation versus the 10 other locations where you have the same, I, I'm just going to say like internal medicine rotation. Um, it's so then it makes everyone want to fight over one internal medicine rotation when there's other options are, are probably just as good, but like not as well known. And so you have to kind of work with a lot of your classmates on that instead of just having everything laid out very simply like, okay, you're doing this internal medicine rotation um, from January to February and there's no nothing you can do about it versus having everyone trying to pick out like, Oh, who's the best doctor for internal medicine? Who's the best, best doctor for peds. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a give and take because we are smaller. Um, and so like, yeah, I don't know. 
what what do you like how do you think our school like approached it yeah i think definitely uh, the school does the best it can and tries to like obtain as many quality rotations as possible for all the students but i think it just comes with a lot of uncertainty because you have to make so many decisions one being what order do you want the rotations and then two where do you want the rotations then you have to decide which ones should i prioritize based on my interest so it's just a lot of instability and a lot of decision making that is less relevant when you go to an md school because they have so many places set up for you already and you just it's not something that they deal with as much as us so that's definitely like a factor to consider when you're applying to do school but i wouldn't say it's a factor that you should decide oh it's not worth it to go to one if you decide that you want to yeah no definitely it's i don't think it's um like a deciding factor but obviously if you have the choice between a do or an md school um taking into account like if they're in different locations or um like tuition obviously and also yeah like at the like very end of the list you could be like oh dios have to <laughs> kind of decide where they're going for rotation versus md but it's not a huge problem like you can make it work Every, like everyone in school is going through the same thing so we're all kind of stressed out all the time about the same stuff and no one wants to yeah. add extra stress to each other so a lot of times everyone's like okay yeah you can take that and then and then there's a lot of ways to work around it too you can like trade different rotations for a particular time so it's not like everything's like super stressful where you are stuck with what you choose um yeah yeah there's a lot of um cooperation between uh, classmates for it so it's not a big deal but it's just a little bit more frustrating um having to focus on curriculum as well as what am i going to do for third year when we haven't even done boards yet <laughs> yeah so um moving on from that in terms of boards, um, one, I think, pretty significant negative is that you basically have to take two board exams um, for all of medical school. So um, MD, or allopathic schools or MD schools have all the step exams, they're like step one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. And we pretty much have to take that one because we, um, in, in addition to our DO ones, because the DO ones, uh, in the past could be used for the DO residencies, but we mentioned they don't have DO residencies anymore. And although it's a similar type of exam, um, a lot of the uh, MD residencies don't really know how to use the number. So it's like you have an MCAT score and everyone knows what the MCAT score means, but then a new test comes up that's very similar to the MCAT. And they have to see like, oh, does this test like really that similar? Or like, is this number the same as this other number? So basically we have to take one test to get our licensure to be a physician, a DO physician. And we have to take the other test to be competitive for all the different MD residencies out there. Yeah. It's that just, have traditionally only taken the step score. Yeah. Letting MDs, like, basically, like, for most DOs, having, um, so the DO board exam is called the Comlex. Um, and taking that, as well as a step kind of lets MDs know, oh, okay, this one step score kind of correlates to this other DO step score or DO complex score um, and lets them kind of understand like how competitive students are with each other versus like just taking one DO score. Because it's hard to compare. Obviously, it's kind of like apples and oranges, even though the tests are supposed to be the same. They're written differently. They have different emphasis. So having like 
99th percentile on one might not necessarily mean you have 99th percentile on the other. Uh, so it's just kind of a way to kind of even the playing field, I guess, for DOs and MDs. Uh, but yeah, it is. I agree. It's pretty frustrating to having to take two because obviously who, like no one wants to sit for a board exam. Two exams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because each one is like eight hours and you have to yeah. do it twice. So it is something that you have to consider when you apply to a DO school and if you're like having to choose between one or the other. Um, so another thing related to that is, like we said, we have to take that other exam because we want to be seen as competent as uh, any other student at any other medical school. So um, I think discrimination is still somewhat of a factor in being a DO student because it's a lot less than before, but because in the past we've been seen as not as equivalent or mm-hmm. not as well trained, they it's very easy for a residency to cho- to just weed like choose random factors to weed people out, and one of them being um, having a different degree. And, but at the same time, I think that's a lot less than before. So it's just something to be aware of and something to consider when you're thinking about going to a DO school. But I think it's just really improved from the past. And like we said, there's a DO in every kind of specialty. So it's possible to get there. You just might have a few more roadblocks than someone at a different school. Yeah, you just might have to yeah work a little bit harder, do a few more research projects or write a few more papers. Um, but at the end of the day, if some super competitive specialty like derm is what you want you're not going to let a few papers get in the way like you're going to do the work because you've made it this far it's not like like what's holding you back from putting in that extra effort just to write a few papers do some research maybe rotate and shadow some different places get somewhere that is a wreck um because like even if you do go to md school you're still gonna have to do all those things but maybe not to like as an extreme as a do student has to, would have to do it um but yeah i think like like you were saying it's a lot less discrimination now because yeah we've had two do dermatologists teach us this past week so it's not like it's not close to being impossible um it's not a huge discrimination but there is some bias right now because md schools a lot of program directors are a little more traditional and older. So we all know like older people and even like me personally starting now, like change is kind of a little bit harder to deal with. Um, So just like having something familiar versus something like completely different. Most of the times, most people are going to want to stick with something that feels familiar to them. Um, And that is just kind of a little hurdle that DOs have to kind of get over. Um, and eventually, I think it'll get to the point where it doesn't matter what you are, DOMD, uh, you're going to be able to find a residency and you're going to get into what you want if you work hard enough for it. <clears throat> yeah, for definitely. Um, so would you think there's any other significant negative things to consider? I mean, I guess for. There's nothing really negative, like, other than, like, some of the stuff we kind of talked about just now, but, uh, yeah, like, it is just kind of annoying to be able to want to, like, ex- or 
need to explain yourself to everyone you meet about what you're doing with your life. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think it's great. Like we're learning how to be physicians. Like it's, I don't know how many people in the world can say that or how many people in the United States, I guess can say that. Um, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like what, what do you think? I think uh, only one minor thing that uh, I could think of is because um, a lot of DO schools are a little bit newer and smaller, they may not have an established alumni network to have Mm -hmm. all these mentors that can assist you along the way as much. And it's not that there's none at all. It's just maybe there's fewer and maybe the reach is not as big. So um, like all the stuff we kind of discussed it's not a it's not something that's going to stop you 100 percent. it's just um a little roadblock or a slight um i don't know if disadvantage is the way right thing to say but just you might not have that little extra help but you can always reach out to people and um other physicians that are in your specialty of interest to get that mentorship even if they're not at your school yeah and I mean that like what you just said kind of ties back to our title TBD like a lot of what DOs are facing right now is still to be determined um like the alumni network it's getting bigger every year obviously as people graduate go to different residencies um with like different res like actual people at residencies DOs are getting into like a lot more residencies year after year so then the attendings and program directors at those places might end up becoming DOs in the future. So like everything's taking a little bit of time to build on each other and eventually it'll get there to where there is like no question of how similar we are and like everything that we're doing. Yeah, for sure. And like the residencies just merged like a couple of years ago. So wasn't it just eventually like this past year? Was it last year? I think, yeah, it became yeah. like truly official this year. Yeah. So in a few more years, even it is going to be less of a difference than before, and to to weed someone out because of their degree is probably not going to be it's as significant as yeah. time goes on. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much all we wanted to talk about today, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I guess we can just kind of wrap up by like mentioning, like I don't think being a D or MD is going to make you either a good or bad doctor. Um, at the end of the day it's who you are and what you do with the training that you get of like how to be a good doctor it's like there's no class there's no program what that if you get in there you're going to be a good doctor there's plenty of bad doctors out there but there's also a ton of good ones from all different types of schools so when making the decision to go to medical school it's like at the end of the very end of the day it's not about oh am I going to be a DO or an MD at the end of the day? It's going to be, am I going to be a physician or not? And that's kind of like how I like approach, um, like kind of like forcing myself to study and like getting into that mindset of like, okay, like this is all that matters to me at the end of it. Yeah. I really agree with that. I feel like, um, your number one choice is to, like take the path of do you want to be a physician and being a DORMD is a like secondary or tertiary thing when you're trying to decide how you're going to get there and they're just two different routes to get you to where you want to go 
it's really up to you to decide how hard you want to study, the kind of position you want to be, how you want to practice, and the specialty you want to pursue. That's like very individual. And I feel like um, if you have like the right um, motivation and mindset about it, you're going to do fine wherever you end up being, whether that be like a really like well-known um, school or a smaller school. It's just up to you to work as hard as you can and like become a good position that you want to be. Okay, so well, I think overall, in terms of cons, I think that the cons are more specifically to the school, and they may not necessarily even be cons; they're just differences. Like for one, we said we take an additional class that's OMM. That can be a pro or a con depending on you. If you really like the hands-on treatment, that could be something that you really love to study, and it's not taking away from anything; it's adding to your experience in medical school. Or if you feel like you don't like this class, like you may not like any other class, it is taking away from the time you could be studying something else you like or studying for the board exams. I think that's one of the biggest complaints people may have is that I really don't like this course and it's taking my time away from studying from the boards, which are the most important thing that residencies look at um, at this time. Uh, Two, in terms of like practicing rights, we have all the same practicing rights and we're trained under the same residencies. So we're really not any different in terms of that. And three, in terms of of like being holistic, like I think both MDs and DOs can be holistic. It's just more dependent on what you choose to take into the philosophy of your own practice and like who influences you on the way. DOs highly emphasize being like treating the whole patient. But I think any type of person that goes to medical school is capable of um, treating patients in a more holistic way. Yeah. do you want to just kind of touch about touch on some future stuff we're going to be talking about if people want to like know where this is going kind of Yeah, I think other topics that we wanted to discuss are like different uh, um things including medicine but not not only related to medicine. We kind of wanted to like explore some of our other interests mm-hmm. and tech. Me and Sam both really like like new products that come out and whether that be like things about cars or things about computers or phones we just kind of like seeing what's out there and like how these new improvements um are just fun or could also influence medicine in a way depending on what they are um other medical topics we kind of or like school related topics we wanted to discuss are like diversity um like the need for diversity in medicine um other things like we kind of also want to get into like specific curriculum stuff, like uh, standardized patients for DO schools and MD schools, um, like talk about how it works and if anything can be better there. Uh, we also can maybe try to discuss like how our lives are going, like day-to-day lives or how we handle friends, families, and like significant others because we both have significant others. So kind of seeing that um work life balance um i would think would be pretty interesting to talk about and discuss um yeah yeah and i think that's a pretty good like overview of like what we want to get into it's just kind of kind of all over the place but just what we like and kind of just go from there yeah i think just having a mixture of different topics and just discussing like the different experiences we're going to go through as we get to boards, as we get to rotations, is going to be pretty cool. And yeah. just being able to document that will be nice. 
yeah definitely see how we grow together <laughs> all right okay. well i think that's all for today and thanks for listening everybody yeah thanks for tuning in to the tbd podcast um we'll see you the next episode yeah thank you everyone for listening to this podcast i hope you enjoyed our first episode and got some value out of some of our discussion talking about DOs and MDs has different ways or different routes to becoming a physician. We hope in the future to just discuss some of our own interests and our experiences going through our second year of medical school right now. I think next week we're going to begin going to school again in person. So we're going to see how that goes and probably talk about that then. So thanks everyone and we'll see you next time.